0: 98 7 FM Arizona's sports station and the home of the, Suns. home of the Suns we're checking in with Suns nerd Kellen Olson on the rundown yeah we got to have Kellen Olson on tonight we've had him on of course a lot throughout the season we've had him on a lot throughout the last few seasons this year was obviously quite a bit different he joins us on the Coulter Automotive Group sports line so Kellen, I will just start you off with a very broad question. Now that this season has ended, you know, ending with disappointment, but obviously quite the uh, the positive roller coaster ride. How are you feeling about this team and and what we just saw for the last six months?
1: Yeah, really good, Luke. Uh, I think I think it's hard to maybe process it in in real time, of course, and just so close to. The obvious disappointment of, of losing in, in the championship round, but but with that being said, you just kind of look at where this season kind of started. You were you were hopeful for them to maybe win win a playoff series, maybe two, and then then just see what happened from there. But I don't think really anyone realistically had expectations of this team making the Western Conference Finals or, or making the finals, and, and really at at some points being the favorite. Uh, to win the title. And it was a really special year for them. And I think the thing to take solace in through uh, some feelings, for sure, Suns fans are still going through right now is just how well this positioned them for the future, what this sort of run is going to do and and has done already for the young core and how much better they're going to be uh, in the future because of it. I think that the benefits are are so uh, large and they're not going to be able to be seen right away. But even like next season, I think you're just going to see those four main young guys Cam Johnson, McCalper, DeAndre, and Dev Booker all just much better from this experience already.
0: The, uh, the game last night and really just that entire series with Milwaukee, uh, when you, when you process that, how much of it do you look at and say, okay, maybe the Suns could have done this differently, or maybe they should have tried this or they let game four slip away or whatever. And how much of it do you just look at and say, you know, Giannis is a potentially on his, on, on his way to being an all time. Great. He didn't have a title and he looked like a man on a mission.
1: The latter for sure. Um, I can see the former because this is a winnable series, but that's also the level of basketball that we're at where you're just not going to see any overwhelming favorites. And it's not like the Bucks just completely ran over the Suns by any means. They were very winnable games and there were stretches in these games that could have changed the series for sure. But I think the reality is that the way the Bucks beat the Suns kind of definitively proved they were the better team they took what the Suns' identity was on the court at least in terms of ball movement and just assists, high assist numbers, low turnover numbers. And the last game of the season ends with the Suns having their lowest amount of assists in a game of the regular season or the playoffs at 14. And then they have more turnovers than assists with 15. And the Bucks' defense making that happen is just a testament to how good of a team they are. And then Giannis, we could go on forever just about the statistical – uh, milestones that he reached. I mean, thir- over 35 points per game in the finals, that's only been done 10, 11 times. 30 points and a half in a finals game has only been done one other time. That was Michael Jordan. He he just flat out dominated that series, and I just don't really think there was much the Suns could have done from their end to really stop him, and that's really what it comes down to. I, I know their offensive execution wasn't that great, but again, a lot of that credit goes to the Bucks defense and Kind of what we talked about at the start of the series in terms of Devin Booker just had to score through Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker, who were two of the best defenders in the league. Chris Middleton's really great. Giannis is arguably the best defensive player in the league right now. I would say that he is, honestly. And Brooke Lopez made all defense a, a few years ago. It's just a really, really good defensive team, and they, and they showed it.
0: Talking to Kellen Olsen, uh, Kellen, Giannis made it kind of a point last night. I don't think he was going out of his way to take a shot at super teams, but he made it pretty clear. Like, look, I stayed here. Anybody could go play for a super team and win is basically what he said. You look at these finals and you had Milwaukee with guys like Giannis and Chris Middleton that had gone through the tough times there. Obviously, Devin Booker and certainly the fans here in Phoenix had gone through the tough times uh, with, with the Suns. And you look at how teams like the Lakers and the Nets and the Clippers, when they had an injury, they just didn't have enough depth after that because they were trying to build super teams. Do you think in any way these playoffs maybe are are a knock, uh, maybe back in the right direction where we see teams try and do it, quote, the right way?
1: I'm not sure exactly. I think that if you, it's one of those things where, like, what were the Brooklyn Nets going to do, not get James Harden, yeah. Kevin Durant, and Kyrie <laughs> Irving? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those situations where, If it presents itself to you, you just have to do it. You really don't have another choice because if you can have that type of super team, you obviously become either the favorite to win the title or one of the two or three. And look, I I expect the Nets to come out next year and and be the favorites for the title. And if they can stay healthy to win the title, it's just the collection of talent that they had there. They nearly made it happen with just one of the guys, which is Kevin Durant, who. Is one of those guys in the conversation among four or five, six other guys with Giannis with LeBron is the best player in the world. So I, I think that this is how most teams have to do it anyway. But I mean, you look at what Milwaukee did, and I think one of the defining things in there is that when you have a window to win with a star, with a star, star player, you really need to go for it. And and they did with the Drew Holiday trade, and they tried to with the Bogdanovich trade before that fell apart, which is a kind of a crazy. Twist in their season is that they were expecting to get someone like Bogdanovich, who would have been a huge piece to their team and would have been so important for them. And in this playoff run, they wound up not getting him, and their season and their and their uh, roster still turned out relatively okay despite that falling apart. And and this is not a way to talk about the Suns, by the way. I'm I'm just saying when you have like a missing link or two that you need, you can go grab it. And I, I don't really see that from the Suns team. There's a lot of Trade talk and off-season talk of what the Suns can do should they keep the team together. I kind of think it's all bogus, really. Like they should obviously keep the team together, and for everyone looking at DeAndre or Mikel negatively after that series, they're they're young. Like this is a very young team that is going to get much better over the next three or four years. And I, I know that's not immediate results, and they have a championship window and all this kind of stuff. Like, look at the right situation presents itself. Like I said, but. You're better off just building this team organically like they have already and, and seeing this through for the next five to six years, which should be a whole lot more winning.
0: Yeah, it's a great point too. And I guess for the super team part, I was thinking more like, are we gonna see less teams like Dallas or Miami structure everything with the hope that a guy like Giannis shows up? I mean, obviously if if if, if Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving are joining your team, you're gonna you're gonna allow that to happen. Um to your point there though that this team with this this young core that they have should only get better. I know I know nothing's guaranteed. I know that even if they get better they might miss uh they may not go to the finals next year. Like I said, you you can't count on that. But when you look at this group, how specifically do you think they will improve and how much do you think just the playoff experience going through the highs and lows is going to help them now because it did seem like it helped Milwaukee when we got in, into the finals and Phoenix was up 2-0.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, assuming Chris Paul is back, which seems like the most likely outcome at this point, it's going to come through internal growth first. And I think we're, again, I kind of already alluded to that. They are going to just be so much better from this playoff run, those younger guys. And you look at potential improvements elsewhere, uh, it's, I'm not really sure exactly. I think that like another creator with the ball, even if they bring back campaign, wouldn't be a terrible idea. Just you're looking up and down that guard rotation. I think Langston Galloway and Etuan Moore were great, and I think the Suns should want them back. But with that in mind, just grabbing someone in Etuan's kind of spot is like that fourth, fifth guard who can who can give you a little bit more, and that's where you can look at the draft potentially with number 29. And then, of course, like one of the talking points of the series and really the trade deadline was that backup five spot. That's again, where you can look for someone on the veterans minimum and, and a crazy reality of the situation we're now in Luke is we can conceivably say this is a place where a lot of guys are going to want to play and they could get one of those marquee names that's looking to just play on the vets mint for a contender. And, and there are a lot of backup fives out there that make a lot of sense and, and are going to in the next week or two. And the Suns should be in a really great position to get one and they're going to need one. Because Darius Sarge is out for most of the year, it, they know better than anyone else right now the position Jalen Smith is into play. But I really doubt you want to hedge your entire like rotation at that point just on him. So I'm sure they'll bring they'll bring in a veteran five at at, at some point, and that could, that would really help this team obviously because we saw size uh, took advantage of them at some points.
0: Uh, Kellen, I know a lot of people are like it's it's tough even here in the valley to be mad at a guy like Giannis and I agree I mean the guy deserved to win but uh but if you're a Suns fan you you're, you know it's you're like when is it our time and I guess the flip side of that was it was really tough to watch Monty Williams in the postgame presser last night and we've talked about this a lot throughout the season there were a lot of different guys on this team to identify with or root for but man they got to get Monty Williams a ring don't they I mean the guy it, you can just see how much it means to him and and along those lines last night was not a surprise in his post-game comments.
1: Yeah, I was in the room and and wrote about that sort of experience, and just, uh, I, I people go through hardships in their life, obviously, but you think about how much these guys work for this like specific goal in their life, and for it to come up short, and then immediately we're speaking to them not even after it, but while it's still happening, because we're hearing like through the vibrations of the walls in the arena, we're hearing the post-game speeches, the crowd cheering when that's done. There's still celebrations from like staffers and, and people who work in the arena in the hallways that these guys are walking up and down. So like really be like talking to them and, and Monty during like one of the worst moments of their life. Like the book said, he's never felt hurt like this before. Monty said he's never felt anything like that before as a head coach. And, and that's just a really killer moment. I mean, it, the TNT guys crack jokes at Barkley all the time, but, like, that that was a really tough moment for him, losing in 93. And the same can be said, like, we saw Nash break down after 2010 when he knew that was probably his last shot. It's That's a really tough moment to be around. And, and you just – that's kind of the crazy thing about this sport is that some guys can go through an entire career without even getting that one chance of being in there. Steve, is Nash, of course, is the – prime example you can bring up here locally so to get that one shot potentially not get it jay crowder's lost it back-to-back years too so it just makes guys hungrier than ever and i think that's probably the most exciting thing to take away from this is deandre and said that he went up to devin booker in his locker room after the game and said we're going to hold each other accountable to like this standard for the rest of our careers because we got to get back here
0: yeah. yeah, and that's that's impressive commentary from anybody, but especially DeAndre Ayton, who who made so many steps just in the last two months. Uh, Kellen, I'll get you out of here on this one. I know there were a lot of surprises this season, and, and making the finals is uh, is certainly at the top of the list. But other than that, did anything really stand out to you this season that you just did not expect when they threw the ball up to start the year?
1: Um, they. I... Yeah, man, that, that's a really big, big picture, small picture question at the same time. I just think the way in which the, the transition occurred from from Ricky as the point guard to Chris mm-hmm. and how through that the .5 ball movement style of play, like I think that one of the most fascinating things about a team making a finals run is that Everyone now around the league knows like what the Suns play like and, and what they play and how it how they play and how much fun it is to play that kind of style, share the ball and all that kind of stuff. I just wasn't sure how fluid that transition was going to be and how much of that team style was going to be retained from the Ricky Rubio year to the Chris Paul year just because Ricky made it so easy to keep the ball moving around all the time. Chris is a better passer and a better player and a better point guard for sure but he's going to have control of it a little bit more than Ricky, obviously. But with that being said, it was even better than last year and, and with the way the ball moved around. And I think that's kind of something to watch going forward for the team in the next couple of years is just how much that retains and continues to be like a strength for this team is just, you know, the way they're going to play in the same way where you play against the Heat or the Celtics or the Warriors for those years. Like, you know, the brand of basketball that the Spurs play and so on. And I think the suns are have established themselves and they're on their way to joining that level of teams in a couple of years where you know what you're getting against the suns team every night and that's and that's something that's really exciting and, and does not come across easily. There are a lot of really, really great teams that still don't do that come across with like a clear coherent style of basketball that's easy to see, and, and the suns have that and it's a really special thing that they created this year too.
0: Kellen Olson, great stuff as always, man. Have you begun your uh, feverish draft prep to see who the Suns are going to take at twenty nine next week?
1: God no, I'm <laughs> going to start. I'm going to start on like Monday and just slowly watch a game for five or ten guys and I think that's it I'm going to be mostly uninformed and it's a great thing to be
0: it's a great feeling you can't predict who they're going to take at 29 anyway it's a little bit further down the draft Kellen Olson great stuff uh thanks for everything all season man we'll still talk to you of course during the offseason in fact I think you and I are doing a draft show next week but uh but thanks for everything your hard work on ArizonaSports.com I know a lot of the listeners appreciate it as well so thanks a lot
1: thanks Luke